Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 216, Interviews with the NWTF Board of Directors Candidates, and I am your host, and the guy who saw his first deer at the new hunting club this past weekend. Pretty exciting times. What also is exciting is that we are 86 days, 17 hours, 0 minutes, and 11 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So if you've been listening to the show for the last several weeks, you know that I really haven't deer hunted a whole lot this season. And so Saturday afternoon actually was my second time to hunt the new hunting club property. And I went and sat on a food plot and right at dark, I mean almost too dark to even be able to see it with my binoculars, a deer came out in the back of the food plot. And I began to question myself, is that really a deer that I'm looking at through my binoculars? So I got my flashlight out because it was time for me to go anyway and shine down in the field and saw the two eyeballs looking back at me. So so that was my first confirmed live deer sighting at the new hunting club property. And I really do expect that that's the first of many deer to be seen, but it'd be nice to see one when it's not too dark to shoot. So today I have interviews with the final two candidates for the NWTF Board of Directors. Now, our ballots must be received by January the 4th 2019. So we need to get those completed and mailed in very soon for our input on the direction of the NWTF to be heard. I'll walk you guys through all of the details about voting before the end of the show, but now let's talk to Don Herbert from Kansas, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey everybody, I am glad to tell you that I have on the line with me today Don Herbert, who is one of the candidates running for the NWTF Board of Directors this year. And we're going to pick Don's brain a little bit about why he's running for the Board of Directors. And I'm also going to pick his brain for a turkey hunting story when we get through talking business. So, Don, how are you and where are you today? 
I'm doing great, man. I'm up in Columbus, Nebraska, working up here. And right. um, I work up in Nebraska quite a bit. Great turkey hunting state, too, also. Yes, it is. But that's where I'm at right now, working. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into turkey hunting. Well, I got into turkey hunting through, in the 80s, I had a good friend working for then the Kansas Fishing Game. Now it's Kansas Wildlife Parks and Tourism. And this friend of mine was releasing turkeys. He he was a biologist with the state, and they were releasing turkeys. And, and at that time, I was with Ducks Unlimited, and we were doing a lot of stuff with Ducks Unlimited at the time. And, and he invited me out to watch him release some turkeys, and that got my fascination up on wild turkeys. I'd never seen one in a while, to be honest with you, until then. And then I started seeing them around. I said, man, I'm going to start hunting them. And I remember we really didn't have much in camouflage back then. We didn't have, you know, you couldn't go anywhere and really find anybody to teach you in Kansas, teach you how to hunt them. So it took me three years to kill my first one (laughs) through trial and and error. And I finally killed one. Then I got pretty proficient out of it after that, after I figured out how to do it. Yeah. That first one can often be a booger. And, you know, I, I... I kind of get a kick out of people telling me when they find out that I'm a turkey hunter, they say, oh, I went turkey hunting one time and stupid bird walked up and I shot him and I just don't see what you get out of it. I'm thinking, all right, you found the one two-year-old in the whole county that walked up there, the deaf, dumb, and blind one. He walked up there, you shot him, and you just don't think there's any sport in it. I wish I'd have had that, but, you know, (laughs) taking the three years to kill my, well, it was three seasons, two years. It was my third season when I finally killed one, but me and a friend of mine, I'll never forget it. We we decided we were going to hunt them, and and we went out and just, you know, tried different things, and one day called me, and I said, man, I'm not going to be able to go in the morning. He went out and killed his. I was so mad. Wow. He said, I finally got him to come in to me, and he had a whole bunch of them come in to him. And he yeah. said, you would have killed one real easy. And back then, we'd go and kill one bird. But I ended up later that year killing one, so it awesome. all worked out. Yeah. And I was about ready to kill him when he told me when I couldn't go, and he got one. <laughs> I can understand. I can definitely understand. So... Tell us a little bit about why you're running for the NWTF Board of Directors, because it's a bit of a thankless job, but tell us why you're doing that. Well, a little history is I, I ran for the state board several years ago, and, you know, I'm not real good on dates, but I'm going to say six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I ran, uh, I wanted to get on the state board to find out where our money was going, you know, that that's kind of what, I'm a business guy, and I kind of, you know, keep track of what's going on, and, and um uh, I just wanted to see what where the money was going. So I got on the state board and then started asking a lot of questions and working my way up through there. And I finally got to the state president level. And, and you know, I started opening it up and opening it up in, to more people in the state. I, I really thought, because I didn't have a clue where all the money was going. So I thought, well, the answer is to, you know, really open it up to the people and find out where the money's going, where the money's at. And things going on like that, and right. really just fell in love with it. To be honest with you, I just fell in love with the people I was meeting and different things like that. And then I I made a commitment once I became state president to make every chapter banquet in the state of Kansas. I haven't quite done it yet, but I'm going to finish it up this uh, next year. But I've made uh, well over half of them, if not about three quarters of them, and, and just start meeting the people and different things like that. Well, when I started doing that. I started getting some attention on the national level and, and the people, you know, I was reporting back to some people. I've got a lot of friends in the NWTF and, and they started kind of pressuring me to not pressuring, but asking me if I 
run for the national board. So I started questioning a little bit down at the Nashville conventions and different things like that mm-hmm. and found out that, you know, there was an interest and, and, and I thought, well, why not? And there's still some questions I got on the national board and some different things like that that, you know, I think um, I'd like to learn. And, and I love meeting people, and I'm meeting some of the greatest people I've ever met in the National Wild Turkey Federation. Made a lot of really, really good friends. Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm running. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah, if people who have never been to the convention and sports show in Nashville ever wonder about the organization, they can get a good feel of what it's like by showing up at the convention and just looking around at all of the thousands of volunteers. And, you know, to me, that kind of speaks volumes about the organization when that many people are willing to give their time and energy and efforts to come out there and help you know so yeah it just never ceases to amaze me the size of and the scope of it and people just don't understand it if you've never been to it the other thing they do is every uh three years i believe it is they have what they call national leadership conference and i went to my first one several years ago and and it just opened my eyes once you get to edgefield and see the organization and and how it's all put together that just the scope of it you just don't realize it. you know you think you're out here in the country not doing much good but everybody together just makes such a it makes such a unified effort you know and and you can get so much stuff accomplished with that many people behind it and, yeah. and it is the more banquets i go to uh, you know i gritted my teeth when i went to my first banquet i live in southeastern part of kansas and it was a six and a half hour drive to my first banquet i went to wow. you know when i started doing the western's parts of the state and I, I just gritted my teeth i said man i promised i'd do it i'm gonna go do it and i started meeting so many great people and thanking so many volunteers and and once i got there it just i had so much fun doing it, i couldn't wait to get to the next one you know and yeah. um and i just had a blast doing it and and love to spread the word about the nwtf yeah so i know that you know how this process works and we get to vote for three out of the six candidates who are running why should we cast one of our three votes for the board of directors for you? That's a tough <laughs> I'm not one. Real sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a loaded well, question. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, there you go. To be honest with you, you know, I use a common sense business approach to anything I I do. So you know, I'm going to look at it from that angle, and I think there's, you know, I don't know whether people wear it of aware of it or not and again this is the openness part you know last year we found out that they were running in in the red you know uh to the tune of about four million dollars and when becky came in she she acquired that becky humphreys the ceo she that kind of came with the baggage she had you know when they when she came in there and they completely turned that thing around and i think that's the that's the course they need to take and you know, and I was kind of blindsided by that. I didn't know that we were running in the red like that. And, I, again, I think it's just the openness part. I'd, I'd be real open with people. I think Becky's doing a good job of that. She Last year at the National Convention, she had a roundtable meeting with all 50 state chapter presidents. And that was the first time I'd seen that. And it really, I think it opened a lot of people's eyes about some of the problems we were having and, and different things like that. And it, how they're turning them around. And they have turned it around. I think they're... I uh, just got their profit and loss statement, I guess what you'd call it, last week, and I think they're well over a million dollars in the black this year. So they've Great. done a complete turnaround. And I think there's more that needs to be done. You know, it's a business it's like anything else, and I think it needs to be looked at. And the other reason uh, I'd give you is I ask a lot of questions. I'm not shy. 
And I, you know, if I, if I sit, if I'm sitting there and listen to something, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to at least have them explain a little better. So it, either it makes sense to me or we figure out that it doesn't make sense, you know, right. one or the other. And, you know, other than that, I just, again, the openness, I just, I, I just think that, you know, I think Becky's really turned that around. I really do from what I've seen in the prior years and, but anyway, that that's kind of way, you know, I did something in Kansas that's kind of pet peeve of mine. I just went around and asked everybody how much money we got in our checking account sitting around the state. And I remember I getting some pushback on it, you know, and I said, man, that's just a basic question everybody should know. And I know on the national level that this is a question that came up in that roundtable meeting we had. And, and, you know, in the state of Kansas found out, and it was a pretty simple process. It wasn't real talk real tough to it wasn't like a an audit or anything you know mm-hmm. i just asked the rds i said when you get done with your banquets i just want to know how much money's left in their accounts and it was amazing uh that the they were doing some pushback on it and saying oh don there isn't as much money as you think out there most of the chapters got zero checking account balances or got a hundred dollars in there or whatever i said it doesn't matter if it's zero or a million dollars i don't care which one it is it's it's what it we need to know the answer right it's it's just, it's a question we need to know an answer and you know it's surprising when we got done there was like seventy eight thousand dollars sitting out there in the checking accounts yeah. and you know in our our regional biologist or and i'll be honest with you i don't know his exact title but he said you know i can turn that into a quarter million dollars real easy by matching funds and stuff on projects we need to do and mm-hmm. i think that's a big concern out there too you know and i, I at the board meeting i asked her i said okay now i want to see a show of hands how many are surprised how much money's out there and everybody in the room raised their hand and that's yeah. just a it, and, you know, we haven't decided to do anything with that money or anything else. I've made some suggestions of what we could do with it to get it back into the system. But simply by paying for their banquet, you know, their meals at their banquets, it puts it back into the system, you know, mm-hmm. and it helps their net profits on their banquets and different things like that. But we haven't done anything with it yet. But those are the kind of questions I ask. And, and I think their questions need to be asked. And I think they're questions that need to be answered, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll ever fully know what's out there, and that's just some of the stuff. I, you know, and the other part is, uh, you know, I'm a good listener. I'll, I know I talk a lot too, but <laughs> I'll, I'll listen too. And and there's some smart people, some really smart people on that board, and it's going to be a learning experience for me. You know, when I got on the state board, it was a learning experience. Right. So you know, and I'm willing to learn and willing to jump in there. But man, I'll be honest with you, if I hear something that just doesn't make sense to me, I'll I'll jump in it both feet you know and see see what's going on so yeah good deal Does that answer your question absolutely <laughs> yeah that's a great answer all right so i'm sure you and i could talk about the nwtf for a long time but i need to get you yeah. back on with your day but before i do cut you loose i would love for you to tell us the story of your most recent successful turkey hunt and one or two of the things that you did or that happened that helped to make that hunt a success right i'm gonna be honest with you i don't hardly shoot turkeys anymore i've killed my share over the years and i I, but my hunts i do still go turkey hunting and normally i take first-time hunters out or you know somebody it's mainly just first-time hunters i try to get them out as much as i possibly can so as far as my success is just taking people out and 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 introducing them to the world of of hunting period i don't care if it's turkey hunting or any kind of hunting just the outdoors you know right you know i last year i took my granddaughter out you know 
And I guess what makes successful is, is me and her just being out in the woods together, you know? Yeah. And I'm trying to think of some crazy Turkish story, but <laughs> I've got a lot of them. But, but they're all from a long time ago, you know, as far as my turkeys hunts go. But sell the Waddell and Dr. Kenamar hunt. They come up on me and hunt every year, the one we sell at National Convention. Oh, yeah. And those are always those are always just great, great hunts. Of course, you get to spend time with Michael Waddell and Nick Munch usually there. And Dr. Kenamar, he just left. He just came up and went deer hunting with me. He left about a week or so ago. But those are always just so successful. Of course, you got Waddell calling. That's the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life, you know, and hunting with him. Yeah. <laughs> He's the most aggressive turkey hunter I've ever been around. But the people that come to that thing, uh, you know, they, they give great amounts of money to the NWTF to to be able to come and hunt with Michael. And we just have so much fun and so much camaraderie in the camp. And, and they become friends of mine when they come up. And, and we've just, you know, I guess that's the success, successful successful turkey hunts I've had. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think they're more successful than me killing a bird, to be honest with you. Well, and that's one of the things that I like about that question, quite honestly, is that we all have a different idea of what a successful hunt is. And, you know, for the first season turkey hunters, just going out and hearing a turkey gobble and maybe interacting with that turkey is a success, you know. And so that, and then you go from someone like that to someone who's maybe five years into it and they'll tell you a successful hunt is one where they kill. And then you talk to somebody who's been doing it for 30 years, and they'll tell you a successful hunt is one where they took somebody out, a first-time hunter, and they got their first bird. So, you know, we've all got our our idea of what a successful hunt is, and I think that that question or the answers to that question just go to prove that we make a successful hunt ourselves in our heads. and. You know, if we've got the mindset to go kill, to kill one every time we go out and we don't do that, maybe we need to step back and take a look at why we're going out and, Absolutely. and hunting. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'll tell you, I, I tell people, I try to teach them that anticipation is 90% of the hunt. You know, I hunt all over North America. I bow hunt all over. I've hunted grizzly bear, moose, mountain lion, you name it, I've hunted it. And, and, you know, usually the hunts themselves are, you know, usually kind of miserable, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many times you've been sitting out on a turkey and you got a stick sticking in you, you don't want to move or, or it's cold and, you know, but man, it's the moment you share out there and the, and the time you spend with somebody and, and you learn their, you know, the old saying is you, you don't know somebody until you, you know, share right. hunting camp with them. Yeah. And you, you learn their morals and their, their, you know, whether they're, you know, honest people and stuff, you know, anybody can cheat a turkey, you know, you can, you can, you know, shoot him off the roost if you want and say, well, I went out and hunted a turkey, you know, right. but it, it, it's the people that, and you try to teach them the, what, what it's fun. I tell people anticipation, just, just dreaming about the hunts, a lot of it, you know, and then I tell people after the hunt, you know, you may have been cold this morning, but three weeks, the longer you're home or the longer you're away from your hunt, the better the hunt becomes, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and you and the memories that you pick up later on, you know, the, the when I take first people to shoot the first turkey, they they shoot that turkey and and they're all excited and everything, and and it's really later on when they remember, oh man, remember stepping in the water and getting my feet wet, or you know, just little things like that that I think just make the hunt, you know. 
I had yeah. a buddy of mine tell me one time, he says, Don, those are the stories. Anybody can tell you they killed a turkey. You know, it's the it's the stories along the way and meeting people. And I had a guy call me yesterday from Hawaii, and he wants to come out here and go deer hunting. And I said, well, how would you find out about me? Because I don't even know. He yeah. said, I read about you in the turkey magazine. I just thought I'd call you. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully you're going to swap him a uh, Hawaii turkey for a deer. Yeah, that's what that's what I talked to him about yesterday. I said, "Man, if I can come down there and hunt a turkey," he said, "Absolutely." You know, he's seventy two years old, lived there his whole life in Hilo, Hawaii. So it's pretty yeah. cool. I've I've never had anybody come up and hunt uh, from Hawaii. And I told him, I said, "Well, you're going to be my guest, and you just come up here." He was talking to me about outfitters. Asked me if I knew any outfitters. He right. was telling me he was getting some raw deals on outfitters. And I said, "Man, you know, the bad part is everybody. You know, you can't believe how many people want to come to Kansas go turkey hunting. You know, we're we're here all yeah. the time and and don't think about it that much. But I've made some. I've I've got one group that come up here 17 years now. They've been coming up here because I met them in Arkansas on a job. And I invite him to come up and go turkey hunting. We've made a 17-year friendship out of the deal. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's the great part about it. It's just fantastic. I've I've just made so many friends through the NWTF. It's just been unbelievable for me. Yeah, and you can tell I don't talk much, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you didn't talk, it'd have been a very boring interview. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, no, uh, hey, I appreciate your time today and sneaking away from work to have a little chat with me about turkey hunting and the NWTF board of directors and so on and so forth. So I wish you a lot of luck in the election. I know the results will be in here in a few weeks and I wish you luck with that. And hopefully I'll get to see you in Nashville. So I'm going to hang on to your number and shoot you a text message when I show up in Nashville to shake your hand. Absolutely. Yep. Good look deal. forward to it. Well, Don, thanks right, a bunch, man. man. I really appreciate you. I hope you have a Merry Christmas, and we'll look forward to seeing you in February. Merry Christmas to you, too, and I will see you in February. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, man. Thank All you. Right. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Okay, I hope that conversation helped you guys get to know Don a bit better and to decide if you want to cast one of your votes for him. Don is a very nice guy and is very personable as well, as you can tell by the interview. And I know he would love to have one of your votes. So last but not least is yet another very friendly and very passionate candidate. I'll let Kent Danjanovich tell us more about himself and why he wants our vote for the NWTF Board of Directors. Listen in, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. I'm happy to tell you that I have on the line with me today Kent Danjanovich. And Kent is one of the candidates running for the NWTF Board of Directors, and we're going to talk to Kent today and pick his brain a little bit about why he's running and why he thinks we should cast one of our three votes for him. And then I'm going to twist his arm and get him to tell us a turkey hunting story. So, Kent, how are you and where are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, Andy. I'm actually talking to you from southern Utah. My wife and I live in a small town called Santa Clara. It is just outside St. George, Utah, which uh, many people know about. It's in the southwest corner of the state, about 120 miles north of Las Vegas. Okay. Very cool. It's a beautiful part of the world. So what you don't know about me is I am a little over halfway through with my Super Slam. And oh, okay. year before last, and I'm doing this with three buddies from college, and we have all gotten 
pretty far along in this process, but year before last, we went to Arizona and Utah, and I, I tell you, I just fell in love with Utah. It's got to be one of the prettiest states that I've been in, and that part of it that you're in is absolutely gorgeous. It's it's really unique. Yeah, you know, Utah is known for, I guess, more for its snow in the northern part of the state, but when you get down to the southern part of the state, you know, we're only at 2,500 feet here, so more of a Las Vegas uh, type of a scene, but we're you know, we're within 50 miles of 10,000-foot mountains as well. So really a pretty contrast. And then you get into the red uh, sand deserts down here in southern Utah. You're right. It is gorgeous. Yeah, very good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into turkey hunting. Well, I've been a hunter all of my life. I grew up in the southern part of the Salt Lake City Valley uh, in the north-central part of the state. And back in the day when uh, actually now it's wall-to-wall businesses and homes, but back then it was fields and crops for, you know, as far as you could see. Pheasants were kind of what I was brought up on. Uh, of course, morning doves, uh, at least that opening weekend of September was always great. And checkers yeah. around the rolling, rolling foothills of the northern part of the state and southern Nevada were really what I grew up on, and I've never lost a passion for that. You know, turkeys were a little bit different for me because they were actually even introduced. I don't think there was a known turkey in the state of Utah before 1985. Yeah, And in 85, I actually followed my passion as a golf, PGA golf professional to Southern Utah. And about the time they were being introduced and over the next few years, actually they thrived in the Southern Utah area. And that's kind of how I got into it. And the thing that really intrigued me about turkeys was I was a big game hunter as well. I loved to hunt deer and elk in Utah. And they were really the only other thing you could pursue along that line of elk where you could call them in. And that really intrigued me and gave me the excitement uh, for the pursuit of turkeys. Oh, yeah, I can understand that. That's interesting. You know, unfortunately, I don't talk to a whole lot of people who live in states where they say there were no turkeys in the state. You know, most of the people I talk (laughs) to say, well, there, you know, when I was young, there weren't any turkeys in the area that I was in, but you had to travel a little bit north or a little bit west or whatever, and, you know, you could find some turkeys there. But, right, yeah, where you are is a pretty unique area in, in the turkey world, I think. I think a lot well, of— you know, the thing, uh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think a lot of biologists are probably a little bit surprised about how well the turkeys have done in Utah. So, uh, you know, a great surprise. Yeah, you know, and the interesting thing about that, we went from not a turkey known in this part of the country to now we have, uh, I believe, close to 30,000 estimated in the state. And so Rios and Miriams, and we've even been one of the states that have thrived so well, uh, kind of a almost like a poster child for the NWTF, as far as uh, our populations that they use our turkeys in a lot of surrounding states to help them get established where they need them as well. That's awesome. So can you tell us why you're running for the NWTF Board of Directors? Because, you know, I think it's one of those jobs that there's just not a lot of glamour that goes along with it, even though it's a necessary position for any organization, especially one the size of the NWTF. But tell us why you're running for the board. You know, I've been involved in a lot of different conservation groups since the land to this day, even other than the NWTF. I'm uh, uh, lucky to be in the outdoor industry. I am the co-owner and editor of the Sportsman's News, which is official monthly publication of Sportsman's Warehouse. 
And through that, of course, I've been able to be involved in hunting and fishing operations around the world. And I first got introduced to the NWTF, coincidentally, on a fishing trip assignment to the Kenai, Alaska area. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be, <laughs> talk about fate, I just happened to be joined on a couple of the days of that, fi- of that fishing excursion with the then president of the Utah chapter of the NWTF, John Leonard. And by the end of the week, a new chapter had been created in southern Utah. And now I've been the president of that southern chapter of uh, at the Southern Utah Talking Turkeys chapter for nine years. Wow, that's awesome. So yes. you basically made the commitment and got all the information you needed at that point in time to start that chapter while you were on that trip. Yes, you know, I, I really wasn't involved uh, per se with the NWTF at that particular time, but I knew right away that that was the organization of all the ones I'd been involved in that was going to be able to be looking out the most for uh, the creation and preservation of habitat, Hmm. bringing in hunters to the sport, and not looking for that pat on the back where a lot of the other organizations do. And you know as well as I do, and most of the listeners know, it's not just preserving habitat that benefits only wild turkeys. It's preserving habitat that benefits many, many species of animals. So... That's very important. You know, and especially in Utah, especially in Utah, that is monumental because as across the country, you know, there's a lot of civilization encroaching in on the habitat that was used for wild game of of all species in the past. And so in Utah, especially, we are able to create and maintain areas that can coexist or can be preserved specifically for wild game. You know, now that may be, in our case, areas where we think that will be the best habitat for wild turkeys. But as you say, that's that's the neat thing about the, the NWTF is that we're creating and preserving habitat that help all species of game, not just wild turkeys, but deer, elk, you name it, grouse. It's, it's a neat thing to be able to see those areas created and Uh, bring in all types of wildlife habitat and species. Yeah, very true. So I think I may have cut you off in your answer to that question about why you're running for the NWTF Board of Directors, so I apologize if I did, but is there something that you wanted to add or or tack on to the end of the answer before I interrupted you, and I apologize for that? Oh, that's no problem. I'm a little bit of a rambler. I'm, I'm not much of a campaigner, but, you know, like you said, this position really, to me, is a chance for the West to get a little bit more interaction with the national scene for the NWTF. Mm -hmm. We have so much to offer in this part of the country, and we may not be as well known for specifically our turkey uh, hunting availability, but believe me, and, and, and you know this, we have a unique situation out here. And I, I know that from the success that we've had in Utah, going to a lot of the, the meetings as, a, as a, being part of the executive board in the state of Utah with the national people, they really admire the things we've been able to do here in the West, and especially in Utah. And I've been trying to expand the knowledge of a lot of our readers in our publication, the Sportsman's News, about the last year or two, and the different things that the reason why 
it's important not only to preserve the wild habitat for wild turkeys, but all game, like we talked about. You know, one of the neatest things to me is that I've been able to interact so much with young people new to the sport as far as our mentoring program goes. And the thing that people have to understand, you know, a, a lot has been talked about as far as the youth programs go. But if those youth don't have an adult to get them started or take them with when they're young, they're not going to get into the sport. And so a lot of my emphasis has been on all walks of life and all ages of people to bring them into a sport that really can last a lifetime. Yeah. So as you know, we get three votes to cast for candidates to the board of directors. And this year there are six candidates who are running. And so I know this is a little bit of a tough question to to answer for many people just because it kind of makes us feel like we're bragging a little bit. But why should we cast one of our three votes for the board of directors for you? I really believe uh, in uh, this case, again, I I think it's very important to get input and feedback from different areas of the country. Being from the West, we haven't had as much of a situation to be there. We uh, do have a lady from Arizona that is on the board of directors at this time, and I know that's been a great thing for us out West. Uh, to get that interaction and to be able to give some of our expertise from what we've learned and implement out here to what's going on in other parts of the country. I just feel that uh, that in my position especially, I would be able to bring great awareness to a lot of new hunters and participants from around the country, and especially out west, to what we have to offer from the NWTF. I just think that I have 